What a piece of junk. This is the Shattered Order Podcast. Go switch off. If you're looking for Star Wars Galaxy of Heroes news, information, and theory crafting, you've found the podcast you're looking for. With your hosts, Goodnight Punk. We would be honored if you would join us. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the 218th episode of the Shadow Order Podcast. I'm your host, Goodnight Punk, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Wink. Wink. What's going on, dude? What's up? Man. Time to party. Hell yeah, it is. It's Friday night. Time to uh, talk some shwugga as we have for 218, I would say 218 Fridays in a row, but there were some there were some Thursdays. There were some Thursdays, so. yeah. Um, yeah, 218 episodes. Very exciting. Um, hope you guys enjoyed the mashup last week. Sorry we gave you guys a little bit less podcasts to listen to. But I mean, that's a request we've had for a while, so it was fun fun to hang out with the uh, the Galactic War Report fellas and chat some swaga. That was a lot of fun. Just going off of that, if you haven't listened to episode two seventeen, it was a fun one. We were with Galactic War Report uh, on the actual tweet that I sent out for the start of the the stream tonight. Uh, the name of the stream is The Long Road to Mod Slicing Continues, dot, dot, dot. Mm-hmm. To which Galactic War Report replied to our tweet and said, Everyone, why do you love mods so much? They're a pain. <laughs> and then and then SOP basically with a gif of Marge saying, I just think they're neat. <laughs> nice. And I'm like, that's, that's the truth. Yeah. That's us. I- Mods are neat. We love That's them. That's funny. Yeah, I didn't. I did not see that actually. But uh, <laughs> it was like 15 minutes ago. That's so pretty funny. I'm not surprised. I like it. You were busy thwomping your way through GAC. I so. was. If you did not catch that, it was at the beginning of our stream on Twitch.tv/ShatteredOrder. Um, I li- if you want to figure out how you can solo. A Galactic Legend Ray with Supreme Leader Kylo Ren. Go back and watch it. What? No way. Crazy. Yeah. Pretend like I didn't see it with my own eyes. Three banners. It was beautiful. It, it was. Beautiful. It was pretty beautiful. I have to admit. Uh. So yeah, that was a lot of fun. Um. Speaking of Twitch, right? Yeah. So um, we have a new giveaway for the month of october from blue microphones our uh, sponsor so i wanted to throw this out there at the beginning of the show here if you do not follow our twitter uh go to twitter.com slash shattered order or just look up shattered order on twitter on your phone if you have it there there's a tweet there in our recent tweets 
with the giveaway for this month. Now the giveaway, we've done it a little different this month. We're using a apps, uh, website called Gleam and there are five different ways for you to enter this giveaway. So if you do all five of them, you will have five entries into the giveaway. So five different chances to uh, win yourself a blue product. And all basically it involves is doing a couple things online. Uh, probably some things that you might've done before. You might know someone who hasn't. It'll help us, it'll help them. And everybody will uh, have a chance at a blue microphone. So go check that out. The link is on our Twitter page. It also, it is on Discord. If you're not on Discord, discord.me slash shattered order. You can go there and join our Discord, and it's right there in the announcements as well. This will run. You can try to get in on this, uh, on this giveaway on this up until action. next Friday. So oh, yeah. you have until 5 p.m. Pacific next week before the podcast to get in on this, and we will announce the winner next week on the podcast. So hell yeah! If you're looking for yourself a nice blue prize. Go ahead and do that, and uh, we are happy to give their awesome stuff away to you guys for listening. Absolutely. So. Hell yeah, Now, man. a question. Sounds like a plan. We got a, the question we ask every week, so why don't we go right into that? Um, yes, the most important question of the entire night. <laughs> hey, boys. It's your favorite time of the day, the time where we all pop our tops off and relax. <laughs> Oh, yeah. I, my friend, am drinking a delicious sour from our friends over at Melvin Dude. Brewing. It is the I am... same, same thing I had a couple weeks ago. It is the uh, the passion fruit and guava. Uh, I'm jealous, oh, dude. Oh, hot damn it. I drank them all in one night because they are so freaking good. Mm. I am missing. So, Melvin Brewing Sours just as good as their other beers freaking yes awesome. they are absolutely fantastic if you live somewhere um where, where you get melvin man go go grab you a pack these sours are absolutely kick-ass um really really good stuff if you're not watching the stream and listening to the podcast you won't be able to see this but i'll explain it in a second i am drinking costco or sorry kirkland brand sangria of course you are of course you are out of a wine glass the size of my head so classy the, AF, the, man yeah, the the, <laughs> the head-sized wine glass is back hell yeah and i'm drinking it that's all like podcast so cool yes well yes, yes yes man um now now that we're working on getting a little bit tipsy i i think we should move along to a swaga let's do it Hey guys, what did you do in Swoga this week? Hot damn, it was a good week in Swoga. Um, primarily for the reason that I found a $50 gift card that I had forgotten about for Walmart. So I purchased an iTunes gift card and um, I, I went and got the uh, Mon Mothma and Chewy Packs. Got a few crystals. Don't you love finding random gift cards? I do. I do. I love it. So, um, yeah, I spent 50 My, That's the first money I've spent on this game since January, I believe. 
Um, and that has helped me boost Mon Mothma to 34 out of 100 and Backpack Chewy to 85 out of 100. So um, I'm in a pretty good spot. I think before we podcast next, before episode 219, where we announce the blue giveaway winner, I will actually... I'll be on my way to farming Jedi Master Luke uh, shards. I'm or tickets technically. I am so freaking excited. Um, I've got the gear for 3PO and Mon Mothma pretty much. I think I'm lacking 20 finishers. It'll be 15 after the next salt battle, which we'll have pretty soon. And I think I need like 30 Kairos, and that's literally all I need to take them all the way up to Relic Five. So I am pretty much there. Um. I am hoping to get 3PO and Chewie done before the territory battle ends so that I can run CLS Han Chewie, Rolo, and Backpack Chewie um, in that middle slice three. Because uh, I want to see how beastly it is. So, um, well, uh, I look forward to your report. Sounds good. On that. Well, whether it's uh, next week or somewhere else. Oh, it will be next week. It will be next week. It has to be. It has to be. Um, I'm saving crystals to spend <laughs> on buying Mon Moth. I need to save up 4,000 crystals so I can uh, get 50 of her shards. Um, I, I should be able to have that done by the time she hits 50 shards from farming. That's that's what I'm hoping. Um just by crystal hoarding a little bit we'll see uh so i'm actually hoping maybe tuesday or wednesday is the day i'll be farming uh farming shards so we'll see we'll see um sounds good yeah uh why don't you go ahead and tell us what you did and then i kind of want to talk about some of the rewards we got from galactic challenges this week and a little bit about mods all right, so uh, first thing I want to say, something I did this week that I didn't mention during the giveaway is if you're in the Twitch chat, you don't have to go to Twitter or Discord to get the link. All you have to do is type uh, exclamation point giveaway in the chat and you can get the link there as well. Even when we're not live, the chat is available on our Twitch page. So if you need to get it that way, you can go to twitch.tv slash shattered order at any time, go into the chat, Type exclamation giveaway and it'll get you the link there as well. So nice. There is that. Um, I actually bought the Mon Mothma pack myself this week because nice. of the fact that um, Mon Mothma was released free to play a few weeks after Chupio, three, four weeks or so. So I was pretty far behind him. As far as she was going, uh, so I bought her pack, and now I'm literally five out of eighty-five on both of them. So Chupio Mon Mothma, which also means that I bought sixty Mon Mothma shards from those packs, because like we said earlier, when they oh yeah she became right. free to play, the packs were available twice. Hell yeah! So sixty shards of Mon Mothma I purchased. So so I'm not upset about it. So I mean. Does that mean you're going heavy for Jedi Master Luke, or do you just want them finished? Oh, of course I am. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I okay. made that decision a long time ago. Okay. Now, I'm not... I, I still am on the JKL farm, 
Okay. But uh, at least that farm helps you with Jedi Master no. Luke. So yeah, kind of I will be fine. I the obviously lesser knowns like uh, you know uh, Wedge, Biggs. Are both of them needed, or is it only Biggs? I can't. Uh, Wedge and Biggs both, yes. Yeah, so those aren't geared yet. It's a relics. They're not even. They're probably not even gear twelve. But the. Pretty much everything else there is in a good spot. So once I get JKL, I'll need to gear him along with Wedge Biggs, and everything's looking fine. Mon Mothma's at gear 11.5, all the gear you could give her before she's seven star. Uh, Chupio is all still gear nine. 9.5, he's waiting for a stun gun, so he's going to wait because I'm sure there are stun guns needed for the people for JKL, and they're going to get it before him. But Yeah. Yeah. And not to mention, I just like Mon Mothma, so I really want a seven-star as soon as possible. Yeah, hell yeah. I cannot disagree with that at all. Um, ironically, that's who we're going to be talking about in our modding segments, Mon Mothma. Yes, that'll be fun. I'm all about it. Uh, I Seven-starred Cardoon, so that farm is over. I think I might have done that before last podcast and not mentioned it last week. Or maybe I did it like in the two days after that. I'm not sure. But she is done. Not worried about her now. Now I can spend a few extra refreshes on either... Uh, who is it? Mon Mothma or Chup- Chupio. Oh, yeah. So, yeah, I'm going to try to keep it. If one starts getting ahead of the other, I'm going to give the refreshes to the other one. I'm going to try to finish them about the same time. They're both needed about the same time for me anyway. So, yeah, that's the plan there. Cool. Uh, Mon Moth, Mon Mothra. Ugh. Next, we'll get King Kong. <laughs> King Kong? That's the wrong reference. Godzilla. There you go. Um, go, go Godzilla. I am thirty-six out of one hundred for Mando. Thirteen out of one hundred for Grief. Ooh, so I'm like well it. on my way there. I was not Mando's refreshing so them, awesome. so that's doing that's going five a day while farming the stuff to get. Uh, uh, all the JKL guys up, but uh, yeah, so they're almost there. They're in, they're in striking range. If I really had to farm them harder than I am now, because of things we'll probably mention as we go on towards the end of the podcast here. But yeah, yeah, uh, Chewbacca will be gear thirteen by the time I go to bed. Oh, it's not now. He needs eleven. Uh, he needs 11 Kairos, but the I usually do my refreshes at the very end of the day, right before I am log, log off the game for the night. So I should be able to get those 11 easily, not to mention there'll be a refresh on the stores before I use that energy. So I'll, if they're in there, I'll probably buy them and then try to farm and move on. So Chew, oh, yeah. Chewbacca's almost there. And that leaves the question that I'll ask you and what you think of this, but that will only leave three people that are not relict for JKL, and those three will be uh, Hermit Yoda, Rolo, and Hot Han. R- Hoda's gear 11, Rolo's gear 8, Hot Han's gear 8. So the question is, who would I... Who should I do next? I'm thinking I would say... Obvious, Hermit Yoda seems like the obvious choice, but just throwing it out there. I would actually say Rolo because I've actually become a pretty big fan of her with CLS. Um, I think she's an excellent candidate to go with him, uh, not only for territory battle. YouTube.com slash order. I actually put a video up there about that team. 
Um, it is pretty awesome. While I do love Hermit Yoda, I have an absolute crush on Her Hermit Yoda. Uh, him and his cute little old white hair. I just don't think that the return on that is as big on Rolo. So if you're talking about which one to do first, Hermit Yoda can still do what he does really well at gear 11. Rolo cannot. Get Rolo Relic'd up, put some decent mods on her, and you have another fantastic character that can sub into your CLS team and give you some options for moving some of those characters like R2, 3PO, uh, Old Ben, whatever. You can kind of move her into that CLS squad and have a really solid team there. Yeah, the the good news is talking with you about Rolo and uh, how well she does under CLS and that team, I like that. It's awesome that she's a good option. Hot Han, I've always loved his kit. And at Relic, that's going to really help him out. And then Hoda, of course. All th all three of them are really good options. That's why I just thought I'd ask. But the other option here, and this is not... I didn't write this down, but this is an, another option that I was thinking of. The only problem is it does not go towards JKL. Is uh, back, My backpack Chewy is gear 9. He's the one that needs that stun gun. And I would almost feel better having him up at gear 11 point whatever he can get to before seven star, because I feel like he'll do more for me in the time after I get him to gear 11 uh, until I get him to seven star than any of these three would. So the question um, is, do I move off the JKL farm because we don't know when it's coming back yet to Chupio or do one of those three? I think given that JKL is not going to the drain guide anytime soon and there is kind of a time crunch on that, I think you'd be crazy to not go ahead and get JKL because, I mean... Oh, missing... I plan to get him next to No, I know, but missing him next time he comes up could be somewhat costly, so I think I would work on getting those characters up. I mean, I'm obviously a huge fan of gearing up Backpack Chewy. Um... Because, I mean, at Gear 11, he is, I mean, he's a plug-and-play for the CLS team. He's freakishly good. He shares CLS's stats. He gets a lot of survivability because of that stat sharing. So, I do think he's a great, great solution. But, God, it would suck to miss that JKL. So, if you're wanting to do that, I think I would still go Rolo above Backpack Chewy, honestly. Um gear her up then maybe do backpack chewy if you're still within striking distance if you're not too worried about like a sneak jkl event or something it's kind of kind of tough to say i could i mean i could see jedi luke coming back for the anniversary of the game which is at the end of november november 24th something like I think. that yeah all right well i think since it is october if people are I, I tend to agree yeah. with people thinking that it might be early December when he comes back. I'll probably just end up with them and leave him for the very next after these three. Only because of the fact that it takes me a long time to... Uh, takes me a long... From Gear 8, it's going to take a while on these guys, especially if they have a lot of freaking stun guns. Nothing Rock else. Rock stun guns a, is the one. Ryrock brings up a good question. Is Does your backpack Chewie have the Zeta? Uh, I don't think he does, but I could easily give it to him. I think I have 300 Zetas, so... You must put it on him. 
Well, I don't use them, so that's why he doesn't have it. But he's gear nine, well, and if you're saying he's good at gear nine and yes. putting a Zeta on him makes him that much better, then I'll just use him there with the Zeta for now. Yeah, so. I mean, I, I would go ahead and just throw the Zeta on him. Um, it's right. it's worth it, in my opinion. Um, yeah, he's nasty. He does some pretty awesome damage. And, you know, we're going to talk about modding the Mon Mothma squad. Um, but I kind of want to mention Backpack Chewy because he kind of falls in the same category in, in a way. These characters that share stats, um, especially damage dealers. Um, so on my backpack, Chewy, I do run a crit damage primary, crit damage set with a defense set. And the reason that I do that is because he has the stat sharing. So he will get health and he will get offense from CLS, right? So if you're going with an offense set, you're not increasing uh, your um, your damage output from those shared stats any but with a crit damage set it is because the multiplier happens in game when you crit so all the offense combined gets multiplied by that crit damage factor so anyone that's gaining bonus offense like that from another character or something like that you see the same thing with the mon mothma squad um crit damage is great for these attackers um, and then offense is a little bit better for the characters that aren't really attackers, but the ones that are sharing stats. So like CLS, I actually run an offense set on him. That way he can share more offense to everybody else because I don't really care that much about his damage. Damage is good, but there are better damage dealers on the team and I want them to really be focused on being dangerous. And then I run that defense set because he's getting all this extra health and his defense flat out sucks. A defense set's going to give you back way more than uh, like a health set would or something along those lines. And this is one of the very, very few instances where I would actually kind of suggest to people, consider looking at a defense primary rather than a health or protection primary if you're not going with damage, um, like on Backpack Chewy. I think a defense set with a defense primary... Um, not a bad option because he's getting all that survivability from CLS. So if your CLS is geared up, he's getting some pretty big numbers there. And then that defense that you're giving him can help protect all that extra offense that he received from CLS. Hopefully that makes sense. I'm going to have to roll it back uh, tomorrow and listen to all of that. Because as uh, people have pointed out in chat, now that I got, the, I just zated him live on the stream. You couldn't see it, but I zated oh, nice. him live on the stream. He doesn't have any mods on, so I'm gonna need to mod him as well. Oh, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, so I'm gonna have to use that, or we could do it right now. But I mean, I didn't want to, I didn't want to derail the stream and the podcast. So yeah, it's it's fine. It's whatever. We could do it either way. Um, we have a lot of modding. Well, what kind of what kind of? Uh, well, let's just do it. Why not? We can talk through it. Okay. What uh what mod sets should I, should we look at here? So, uh Ryrock bring brings up another good point in chat. Um if you want focus on him landing the blind potency, you are going to want some potency on him. 
Um, his mm-hmm. potency is complete and total crap. It's 26%. So, personally, I don't really care because, I mean, adding some potency, it'll obviously help, but it's not going to make like a considerable difference. So, I'm just, I'm not worried about it. Um, I am more worried about the damage output from him because he's a really good damage dealer. Um, mm-hmm. What are we looking at, crit or offense? Crit damage or offense? Crit damage. All right, so I'm going to sort by crit damage and potency. Okay. Sets. And then I'm going to sort by speed. So I actually think this is kind of one of those instances where, I mean, that's a pretty good point because... You could use maybe a potency cross with uh, speed arrow, crit damage, triangle, and then go with a defense set and a crit damage set. Um, but honestly, his speed doesn't matter a ton. There's a lot of TM gaining and stuff. And something else um, that I'm actually slightly going to push back on as far as the high potency thing is if he in, tries to inflict debuffs and they miss that's just turn meter for everybody under cls so um turn meter is pretty awesome under a cls team so you know that's kind of if you find blind important go for it if not you're there's an advantage to not going after that also all right so i put on a crit damage potency cross with 12 speed on it, a couple of defense protection crit chance. I've got a crit damage potency set uh, triangle with 12 speed on it. I think I'm going to look for a uh, potency. I don't have a potency speed arrow, so I'm going to use this crit damage speed arrow. Okay. And potency proc on it, so that helps a little bit. Um, something else I'm going to mention, I, like offense primaries, I think on backpack Chewy also not super important because he is gaining that extra offense. Um, and when he gains that extra offense, it kind of, it mitigates like how beneficial offense is that you're putting on him. Um, you know, from a flat perspective, it does increase it, but from like a percentage perspective, it's not quite as much, um, benefit. So that's that's actually kind of why I really like the uh, the speed arrow on him because I'm a pretty big advocate for offense arrows. I love offense arrows. Um, I don't know many people who are as big of an advocate for them as I am, but on Backpack Chewy, I do want a speed arrow. Do we care so much about health or versus protection on the circle? Um, not really. Don't. I mean. All right. Do do whichever, because like gear eleven or lower, it's it's just it's not gonna matter. Um, even even once he gets relicked up, I don't. I mean, mine isn't finished, obviously, but I'm not sure how much that's actually gonna matter. I might lean health because there is going to be some some health steal, and he's probably not gonna be guarded. All right, so let me show you what I've got then. Okay. Uh, I've got a health primary circle, a speed primary uh, arrow, arrow, crit damage primary triangle, potency primary uh, 
er, er, cross. cross and yeah so they're all on there uh just bumped him up from 139 speed to 225 he's at 18,000 health 17,000 protection 216 crit damage 56.7 percent potency from three percent okay uh tenacity up to 32 percent uh damage went to 2300 yeah uh damage special damage to 1166 doubled the crit chance so yeah you're good i think that mod set will work well for him so yep especially once he starts getting more gear hell yeah man i like it a lot so how much extra speed did i just give him um, 86 yep not too shabby not too shabby at all um speaking of secondary speed on mods man we just had a uh had a galactic challenge so you want to move along to some mod discussion <laughs> let's let's friggin do it like what are you yeah. even doing do you, do you even mod, bro? <laughs> Hashtag, do you even mod, bro? <laughs> oh my god, mind blown. Oh man, I mod. Hopefully you do too, GMP, and hopefully all of you listeners. My god, if you're listening to this show and you haven't started modding yet, um, this is the time where you sit down, you pull out your swaga, and we talk about mods, and... You go through, you look at your mods. This is, oh, uh, what are they? Like, they have like those sing-along or play-along. A workshop? We're doing a workshop. Like a we're workshop. mod workshop yeah. right now. Yeah. I don't know what you were thinking of. Sing-along works? Yeah. If you want. I'm trying to think of the right term. Do, I don't do know. Do we want to call this the mod sing-along or the mod workshop? Which one, is it, which one works better for you? Mod-along. Mod-along. It's All the right. mod-along. We're modding along here. All right. So the idea here... What we're going to do, uh, I'm going to go over, we're going to go over four specific characters for a Rebel Fighter Squad. Of course, Mon Mothma being one of them. We're going to go over them and some of their their kits, and I'll explain kind of what they do, what are, what's kind of important in their kit as far as mods go. Okay. And then Wink, after I explain the character, Wink is going to give you his ideas on mods for that character. Now, whether or not his ideas for mods translate to what I said, we don't know. Obviously, we t- just talked about Backpack Chewy or Chupio a second ago, where, you know, some people think potency is really good for that blind. Wink doesn't think necessarily that's super important, but, you know, there are different ways to go Absolutely. with characters, obviously. So sure. I'll explain what I think is important, just to put it in Wink's head, and then he'll explain uh, his thoughts on the character. How's so... Before we actually start talking about these characters, I want to ask you, did you you slice any mods? Because we just had the second Galactic Challenge with the uh, six-dot mod slicing material. And so you're able to take another mod to 6D and also take a mod all the way up to 6C if you were able to beat everything. So, um, yeah. What did you I, do? I, uh, I myself have not used that material yet. I could, but I'm, I'm, like I always do. I have hoarded it, so I haven't used it yet, and well, I haven't done. Really I haven't done this galactic challenge yet because 
Gotcha. As we'll talk about, galactic challenges are meant for the weekend, right? It's only Friday. Hmm. <laughs> so I haven't done mine yet, but I did get all of the mats from last week with the challenges and everything else. So I have the mats, um, hopefully, and from what I hear, it shouldn't be that hard to get them from this one. So we'll see what I decide to do uh, this weekend, or maybe I'll just save them again. Try to do the galactic challenge next week early so that I can mod slice three times next week on the show. I like that. That would actually be kind of fun. We could do a little, uh, we could do a mod along next week with uh, going through slicing up some mods. Yeah, I think that would be cool. I mean, it's not going to, it's not going to set me back to wait till next Friday. So right. I'm okay with that. So if you follow us on Twitter, you may have seen the poll that I posted not too long ago about the two mods I was trying to decide between on which ones to slice. And I ultimately ended up slicing my triangle on Jedi Knight Luke Skywalker that is a crit damage primary crit damage set with uh, double offense secondaries, speed, and crit chance. Um, the percent offense hit, so it's 11 speed, 4% offense, 116 offense, and 1.8% crit chance. It is absolutely a beast. And I was trying to figure out if I was going to slice it up again or do another mod. And ultimately I decided to go a different route. Um, primarily because of how close I am uh, to my boy, Jedi Master Luke Skywalker. Um, I have this mod on Hux. It is a speed set protection primary with... 23 speed it had 0.5% offense actually a bit over that uh, 1 point something percent defense some potency pretty good mod it had the potential of hitting 29 speed if I got that 6 roll on speed and I was like you know what it's a protection primary speed set I that's what I talked about thinking I would need for Jedi Master Luke is 4 protection primaries speed set defense set and that's what I am going into this thinking about. So I decided to go ahead and slice up this mod because I thought it was a really good option. First hit goes potency. It takes it all the way up to 8%. Um, and then the <laughs> the next slice, we, we got it, man. It wasn't, it wasn't a six hit, but it was four. So it ended up being 27 speed, which is still freaking fantastic. But God, yeah. I would love to hit hit that six, man. Um, now you're approaching arrow territory, it, right? Yeah, I mean, percent <laughs> speed is just ridiculous. I I will happily take it. Um, and the secondaries, I I love the secondaries. How many hits it's on got, potency is eight percent? Do what? How many hits on potency is eight percent? Three hits on potency. Three. Okay. So yeah, that's, that's, that's and that's what number. I mean. This mod's so good for Jedi Master Luke because potency he does in AOE days. We've got the percent defense, which can be awesome for a tank. We have the speed, which we want so we can get the days out. And then you have the offense, which is eh on him. But percent offense, I will never bitch about being a secondary. It's next. Yeah. That and speed are my two favorite secondaries in this game. So I got no complaints. Very, very happy. Yeah, for sure. So very nice, very nice. Heck yeah. I like um, it. I like it. Hopefully I can get something that nice next week. 
Let's hope so. Let's hope so. So make sure you guys come check out the live stream on twitch.tv slash shattered order next week. Um, as GMP slice up some mods. So Alrighty. why don't you tell everybody what characters we're going to talk about modding, uh, go over their kits and then, and then we'll do a deep dive on this. Just, I mean, this you might want to do each a, one individually. I uh, thought we, you, my man, we I'll talk about however you want. All right, we'll do it that way. But I'm going to, I'm going to name all the characters we're going to go of individually first. And then I'll start with Mon Mothma, and then I'll ask you. All right, so here we go. So obviously, right, sounds good. Mon Mothma. We're doing Rebel Fighters. There are four four characters we're going to talk about here. All right, we're going to talk about Mon Mothma. I think she's she's critical to Rebel Troopers. There are Rebel Fighters. There's no Rebel Fighters without Mon Mothma. Cara uh, Dune, because we I feel like Cara Dune is the tank uh, you want in this team. She's a Rebel Fighter. She's a tank. She's a newer character with a very good kit. Uh, so I feel like she's probably going to be in there if you have her. Uh, we're going to talk about Pow, another very important character, I feel, uh, because of that offense up constantly, like literally always doing that offense up. Um, Bastan, that's our wild card here. Uh, a lot of people probably don't think a lot about Bastan with Rebel Fighters, but as you've seen, Wink has a relic Bastan. He relicked it for his ship. And we have found that Bastan Relict, even not under Mon Mothma, is kind of a beast. Like, underrated, high-performing, very surprising character at uh, Relic. So we're going to talk about him as well, just for the simple fact that he is a very good character to have uh, Relic for a ship and Relic for this team. So those are the four we're going to go over. So we're going to start... With the most important one, which is Mon Mothma, and then we'll keep we'll keep moving down off going by the ones that I mentioned. All right. So starting with Mon Mothma, these are the only. There's not a whole lot in here as far as mods go, in her kit and her abilities that would make you decide uh, what to do with her. There is actually one important thing that I can see, and it almost becomes a grab bag as far as mods go, in my opinion, for what you're going to do with her because of what she can do to add to the team. But if she's the lead, and this is the part, all allies gain 8% of their combined base, max health, max protection, offense, defense, potency, and tenacity. So knowing that health, protection, offense, defense, potency, tenacity, those are all, that's your grab bag of mod, uh, mod things for her now offense is really not going to help you much with her because obviously she's not attacking but she does share that stat i believe with the rebel she uh summons so might be an idea but it's probably good enough just to give her her those base stats to that guy um she also has a base speed of 111 which is very slow now she does gain 50 speed by base speed of 111 i mean at gear gear 13 so gear 13 base speed 111 she also gains 50 speed from her unique so she's going to actually be higher than that after the match started starts but her her base speed is 111 even though every match she's going to have at least 161 speed um so those are the two 
most important things from the kit as far as mods go that I found. Now, the question to you is, how are you modding her? Which of those stats that she combines and shares do you find important, and how are you uh, you modding her? So, as far as modding her, what I'm going to try to look at, and I think this is a pretty good strategy for any of these stat sharing characters is look at what they have most of because it is a percentage of those just those flat numbers so anything that increases whatever number they have biggest by a larger percentage is going to offer more to the total pool that everyone collects from hopefully that makes sense um she has pretty good defense so her armor is 46.18 at relic 5 i'm going to talk about her at relic 5 because that is the requirement for jedi master luke i feel like that's where most people are going to focus on taking her um and you can adjust this accordingly um if she is not relic 5 i think you're going to want to focus a little bit more on flat defense and you know as a secondary um because keep in mind she does not share speed obviously so making her one of those characters that shares a lot of these stats i think is going to be pretty important and on her survivability isn't really that important because she can't be targeted so the fact that she can't be targeted makes me just almost entirely want to load her up with defense and i am almost and i am talking defense primaries like if i can get defense on her i want to do that um because she does have pretty high armor and she's going to then share that to everyone else yep makes sense um but she actually has pretty decent offense numbers too um so so i've got her gg page up so people can see i've got it started by gear 13 so you can see okay where those offense numbers are 34 15 for base gear 13 45 40 for base uh special damage so yeah for some pretty decent numbers there yep um shout out to child child uh, kyle Catern 59 for the uh for the sub on twitch thank you buddy we appreciate it um good man so yeah that's i mean honestly on her going more often is absolutely good with these squads because every time you take a turn it leads to a bunch of stuff that's just really awesome um she is the healer she is the reviver the quicker she can get out to use that special ability again the better um and kind of boost up you know that uh summon trooper um all that stuff i think is really important but uh you know secondary speed and then some flat defense as well as defense percent i actually think if if you have some defense primaries that have awesome speed now is the time to use them mon mothma she is the character to put them on you knew there was going to be a place and now we found yep we may have found it so yeah uh very very awesome kit um you know and um i was just say this so things that increase not based on a character's base stats so 
tenacity and potency for example that is a stat that is shared but it is increased at a specific amount it's not increased by a percentage even though it says percentage it's not like a percentage increase so it's a percentage number added that turns into another correct it's it's additive not multiplicative so with defense on her like you're getting way better returns and then if you wanted to stack someone else up with like tenacity you could do that um because you're still going to get the same returns on it um while getting the better returns on her because of her defense basically God, I am. I don't feel like I explained that well. Hopefully, hopefully you guys understand where I'm trying to go there. Ugh. <laughs> I think I think we're we're on the same page here. Okay, cool. So, um. Oh, and something else. I, on? Something else I want to mention about Mon Mothma. Um, I really do. All right, I, all right. I really hate the idea of going with a speed set on her. I hate it. So, while it is good for her to go more often, most of these characters that get speed from the unique, that is, anytime you see plus whatever speed in a unique ability, not a leader, but a unique, it is specifically to nerf speed set bonuses. Because it's based on percentage of speed, and you're not getting that with the unique. You know, that's mm-hmm. that's a little bit... That's coming in after mods are calculated. Correct. Like, this... Which is probably why she's listed so slow right. to begin with. Like, if they would have put that unique speed in with a speed set, you would be getting... With any speed set, you would be getting five additional speed versus not having a speed set with the same speed secondaries. So, um, while I know that doesn't seem like a lot, it's... It's just it's it's not worth it. It it is basically a way to nerf speed sets. Um, there aren't a whole lot of characters with things like that though. I know Holdo has one. I, I can't really think of anyone else. But avoid speed sets on her. Um, so yeah. Who is All right. next? Next up, we've got Kara Dune. All right. So let me explain some of the things I found that might be important to how you mod her and might not, but uh, her special removes 50% turn meter and stuns empire enemies. She gains tenacity up, not tenacity, that's supposed to say potency. She gains potency up before the AOE. So before the move goes off, she gains potency up. Her base potency at gear 13 is 53%. And this ability has a two-turn cooldown. The potency up she gains has a one-turn cooldown. Okay. So, potency up is how much percentage-wise? I believe it's 50%. Is that 50? I think. I always get these numbers wrong. I'm not 100% for sure. I believe it's 50, though. Sounds like it's... I mean... uh, Because the opposite Tenacity down... Is well, what? tenacity is infinite. So tenacity down. Yes. Okay, so they're not they're not uh, like opposites of each other. Correct. All right. So um, okay. Well, if that's the case, if it is, that's a hundred percent chance every AOE 
with that potency up unless she's got uh unless she's got buff immunity on her that's a hundred percent chance to remove buff immunity to at least attempt to remove the uh turn meter 50 percent turn meter well, on everyone why are you before talking the tenacity about buff checks. if she had buff immunity she's not going to gain the uh the potency oh up, i got you which gives her the 50 percent right. potency right. takes her to 100 yep. gotcha okay yes 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 i agree um, and also keep in mind, alternate. She's getting yeah. extra potency from the eight percent combined potency of everybody on the squad. Also, mm-hmm. so even True. her fifty-three percent isn't really fifty-three percent. It's actually under Mon Mothma, it would be fifty-seven percent. Um, just that she offers, and then she'll be getting potency from everybody else too. So, nope. So potency was an idea I had, but now that we've talked through it a little bit more, it's probably, unless there's buff immunity out there, it's probably not going to be an issue. Um, alternate, alternates, alternates. That does say alternates, but that's not the context of the word I'm trying to say. Alternates between stealth for one turn and taunt for two turns. While in stealth for that one turn, she gains 100% crit chance and 50% crit damage while stealth. Okay. So Not too shabby. Just, while stealth, she becomes a offense person, but she's also a tank mm-hmm. who taunts for 30, 66% of her turns, basically. Okay. If she took an, a, divisual, now, a number of turns divisible by three. It, but That does kind of yeah. depend on who her leader is, though. Well, I would assume we're going to go Mon Mothma in a Rebel Fighter story. That's but under Mon Mothma, this is, this is what she does. She does okay. one stealth turn, two taunt turns, one stealth turn, two taunt turns. Okay. I, I just want everybody to know that it is kind of dependent. Yeah, so. sorry. I didn't really explain that part of it. That is not well, what her we kit did from does, the beginning, it does under. It should be assumed that we are talking about all this as under a Mon Mothma lead, if we were not clear. But yes. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So that's those are the only th- real things, and I don't even know how much any of those really affect the modding on her. But she is a tank, so I figure that's probably going to be the biggest thing uh, as far as mods go for her. So what do you got? I'll be honest. On her, there are two things I care about: um, speed and potency, and that is because. 50% turn meter removal AOE is nasty. Every two turns. It's literally every, every other turn. Turns. Every other turn. Yeah. Two turn cooldown. Sorry. Yes. It is freaking ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, I, I mean, it's it's so... Fr- I mean, this is why I loved old Ben for so long. 50% turn meter reduction. It's amazing. It like it puts people. He in... He doesn't even do it as often. No, he doesn't. His is a four turn cooldown, I believe. But he does have the yeah. ability block, which is nice. But my goodness, this is just absolutely kick ass, and I want this to be done as often as possible. Um, Survivability is fine, but in a Mon Mothma team, you're going to have the uh, the little trooper that gets called in. It's got a taunt. You'll have someone else who can taunt. Um, so, I mean, 
all I really care about is her just sucking, just being a vampire from hell with the turn meter. Um, just suck all that turn meter out and let your team go and go and go. I mean, I I love it. I absolutely love it. Uh, that it's literally the only thing I care about. So. Let me give you an alternative because not everybody loves Termir Reduction as much as I do. As you can tell, I am a huge freaking fan. Um, I I can see the argument for making her a damage dealer. Um, she has an AoE that's pretty good. She, she does decent damage. She's not a bad attacker at all. Um, even though she is listed at a as a tank, she can do good damage. However, I, I do kind of like her as a tank, uh, depending on what you're surrounding her with. Um, if you make her pretty tanky along with, you know, having the trooper that gets summoned, you have two super solid tanks. She can come back um, because if Mom Mothma revives anyone, she has the thing where she comes back too, if I recall correctly. Um, what, what? Who, uh, Cara Dune? Yeah, so Cara Dune... I can bring it up on the screen so people can see it. But um, if she, she has potency up when she dies, she oh, comes back with 50% of her max health and potency up for one turn. Right. So um, so there's a lot of revive potential there, um, especially as often as she gets potency up. Um, the 50% max health thing is something to keep in mind because if she does die, you would like for her to come back. So... Health is going to be fairly important. I would l certainly lean towards modding her, tongue tied, modding her for health instead of protection. Uh, health is going to be a little bit more important on her, just because you do have those recovery mechanics. They're going to be pretty nice, and um, and you know, stat sharing. Yeah, stat sharing, and just being a tank. You want to. Yeah have her be uh I, well what, let's see her base health and protection at gear 13 43,000 health 59,000 protection so she's already over 100,000 before mods uh very ooh. easy to get her yeah she's got uh, pretty fat protection numbers I, i'm gonna go look at her at say relic three man she gets oh shoot she gets protection from her uh her mastery too hmm that changes the game a little bit um at well relic tier think... seven right her health is almost at her protection yeah. it's about five set thousand off yeah that's that's pretty good um i i would certainly lean towards health um like i said for you know for all the reasons i mentioned um, and if you're she modding, comes back, you want her to stay alive. Yeah, That's you want sure. her to stay alive, and she'll be getting the defense from Mon Mothma, so she'll be fairly survivable. Uh, a little bit of extra defense never going to hurt, but um, yeah, on that circle, I would, uh, I would go with, I think I'd go with the health primary. But there's also the protection recovery from Mon Mothma, so I don't know, may not matter too much, honestly. Oh, there's. Plenty of that. Plenty of health and protection. So, and those actually, numbers let, for her let me put this crazy. way. If you're going to put her on defense, 
in like Grand Grand Territory War or something like that, I think there would be an, a better argument for health probably because of the revive being maybe being a little bit more survivable there. But using her on offense because of the protection recovery from Mon Mothma, um, I would go with protection. That way you have a larger health pool which means each attack is going to take a less percentage of your health since, um, you know, the protection recovery is based on a percentage amount. So maybe stack that protection up as much as possible if you're using on offense, especially in GAC for, for those banners because, mm-hmm. you know, all banners matter. All banners. All of them. Okay, so we'll... We'll move on to the next one. Next up, you've got Pal. Do, do you, right. oh, hold on. Um, I, uh, I, I have someone who wants to chime in about Pal because a, somebody says that this is what Pal does. I, I can't confirm, but we'll see. I love smashing ass. Oh, yeah. Go smash that ass. Big tip might make it hard to smash that ass. Smashing that ass. Yeah, Mc- <laughs> I think I recognize that voice. Yeah, McMole thinks that Pal smashes ass. So, um, oh no doubt, it's hard to disagree on a Mon Mothma squad. Oh gosh, and when there her marquee using Pal was just absolutely crazy. Steve. Definitely set that uh, set that emotion. So yeah, here's yeah. what I wrote down for Pal. Okay, uh, it is possible to triple tap on basic depending on buffs and debuffs. If he's Woo! buffed, he trap he goes a second time. If the person he's attacking is debuffed, he goes a third time. Um, that's a lot of attacks. So think, okay. keep that in mind as far as uh, you know, offense, crit damage, those types of things go. Uh, he also gives offense up on his first special. Now his first special has an eleven turn cooldown. But his cooldowns are reduced whenever, is it whenever people use basics? Yes. Whenever a rebel ally uses a basic, reduce pal's cooldowns by one, and he gains 5% turn meter. So Accurate. that 11 turn cooldown wipes out. Almost every turn, he's able to use the offensive. Oh, yes. Absolutely. So um, keep that in mind. Uh, 70% chance on his second special to give defense down with his AOE. Not uh, bad. Not bad. So 70% chance to just even hit the tenacity check. So there's that. Okay. And then the last thing is Mon Mothma leader ability provides lots of turn meter for POW plus cooldown reductions. Since they provide that much turn meter to him, I only brought that up because it might speed might not be king for his uh his arrow um so and when you say turn meter gain from mon mothma lead that is from people using basics. their basics anyone using a rebel ally using a basic any rebel right. ally will give him five percent turn meter per basic i would like to point out what i would think is arguably the Maybe the biggest part of his kit that you didn't even mention. Uh-oh. 
Um, oh, and one thing, that 5% Termir from Basics, that is his unique Zeta. So you do need the Zeta to gain the 5% uh, Termir whenever a Rebel ally uses a basic ability. So if you're going to use Pow, the Zeta is required. But here's the one thing you did not mention on that first special. That he gets to use every turn. He gains 40% turn meter. True. This dude is always working off only 60% turn meter. So having him slow, he's still stupid fast. So yeah. let's say, for example, if he were to be, let's say, 200 speed. If your POW is modded at 200 speed, his effective speed in the match is 333. At least, just because he can use Yikes. that basic every time. But yeah. people are using their basic abilities, also giving him turn meter. So he's gaining all that turn meter too. So he's gaining 20-25% turn meter every time somebody does anything. Plus, he has the 40% they are already gained, so he's at 65, 70% turn meter. <laughs> just He's ridiculous. Just because. He's absolutely he, crazy under. He moment. uses, he literally uses the ability, and he will call in four or five basic abilities. So, let's just assume that Soldier hasn't been called out, so it's only four. So, that would be another 20%. That's 60% turn meter. So, actually um if he was too hard speed his effective speed would be 500 um <laughs> it's it's insane so th this is my entire point about this kit um the biggest thing with pow is he does not need speed at all the only reason he needs speed any speed is to go early like to get over the threshold to bump him to 100% turn meter whenever someone else who's faster uses their ability that's it but when someone else uses their ability he's going to gain turn meter he's going to gain 20% so um, we're going to talk about clocking this team in one second with the next character we're going to mention but Pow doesn't need speed man like load this dude up with I honestly think tenacity is probably the best thing for him because tenacity is speed for POW. Tenacity mm -hmm. equals speed. Um, if he can't gain turn meter, lose all the speed. So um, I'm going to say mod this dude up with some serious tenacity and then whatever other stat you want to give everybody else. It can be survivability. It can be defense. Health protection, defense, potency, I don't give a damn. But give him tenacity, because tenacity is going to be awesome on him. Um, just ju just as a failsafe, because all of his speed comes from turn meter. Um, he doesn't need any secondary speed, basically, whatsoever. Um, this is one of the few characters, I think, in this game where you can actually look at his mods and just be like... You know, I'm going to go with a mod that literally doesn't have speed because I want to take advantage of the stat sharing and give something else to everybody else. I mean, mm -hmm. it's just, it's ridiculous. Um, what is he bringing to the potluck? 
That's that's the question. Yeah, I mean, you you have options. So tenacity, not much speed. That's pretty much it for Pow. I mean, you can give him some potency if you want to worry about that AOE, but he's never going to use the AOE because you're always going to use the first special. You're always going to give everybody offense up. You're always going to give him turn meter, which makes him go more often, which makes everyone else attack more often, which makes my moth my heal everybody way more often. That's just... It, yeah, it's, it, it's great. Uh, like, Pow is such a badass on this team. I, I do love it. McMull was ahead of the game on this one. I got to give him credit, man. I just... Pretty impressed. So, um... And you know what's crazy? I I don't I don't really have my pal modded like that. But that's what's crazy. I just threw some mods on pal and we start going through this list and I am sitting here doing a mod along. Literally. Um I'm like, "Well, that's a that's a terrible idea to mod him for." So, um you're yeah. modding along to yourself. I love it. Yeah, modding along to myself. Pretty pretty fun stuff. Um but yeah, dude, man, this this guy is actually he's he's pretty gnarly. Um, one thing I want to mention with this entire team is I don't want to say stats to avoid, but they are stats that you may not want to necessarily put on pow or anything. Um, stats like crit chance, crit avoidance, um, you know, speeds, those type of things, uh because they're not shared um i do love crit chance and we're going to talk about our character loves crit chance here in a second but pow not one of those make sure you know really focus on you know some of those mods that have low speed low to no speed with multiple hits on some other pretty decent stats specifically ones that mon mothma causes you to share um because i think those are going to have a really good roi on the squad Alrighty, we got one more and then we can just kind of go into more uh team as a total in totality uh from there but i wanted we wanted to talk about bistan because we've seen how beastly your relic bistan can surprisingly be in a number of squads while we've done our gac streams so bistan is also a rebel fighter and uh can be surprisingly good in the squad so let me break down his kit a little bit based on what I saw when I'm going over it. <coughs> Jeez. I'll be all right. Don't worry. 70% chance <laughs> to inflict a damage over time for three turns on basic. Three turns. That's a pretty Woo. good number there. I like 70 it. 70% chance. Special two. And this is an important one, I feel like. Special number two removes turn meter equal to Baston's potency. Uh, also, he gains 10% potency for each rebel ally, plus each debuffed enemy. His potency at gear 13 is 48%. It is the same when you take him to relic 7. So he does not gain potency from mastery or anything of that nature. 48% is what he gets at gear 13. Anything above that is from mods or from Mon Mothma's lead or anything else. Now... Okay. Each rebel ally. So you got four rebel allies with you on a Monomotha squad. That's going to give you an extra 40%. Uh, 
48%. Sometimes five, true. Does it add an extra 10% when you summon the other rebel? He's a rebel ally. Yeah, that makes sense. I never even thought well, about actually, that. Well, actually, it'd be 60% because he. it doesn't say each other rebel ally. It says each rebel ally, which would include himself. So it would be 60% total. All right, so you're already over 100% there then. So potency may not And be that's important. not even including the stat sharing from Mon Mon. Not including the stat sharing. There is literally nothing a debuff could do to stop any of that. Um, so, yeah, that's that's a lot of potency for him. Potency seems like it would matter with mods. Probably doesn't. Most likely, in all cases, does not. Agreed. So what else you got? So, now we get to talk about fun stuff. I, so, I have grown an affection for this ugly little mugger. Um, he's not attractive, but his kid's pretty sexy with Mon Mothma. And that is for one ability that I completely love. Frenzy. It is Frenzy. He was a first um, frenzy, wasn't he? He. You got Bastan's frenzy, then you got uh, what's his face? Bosk? Bosk's frenzy, and then you. Are there? Is no, there a third? Was, no, Bosk was first, I think. I don't think Bosk came before Bastan. I think he did. I'm not. Chat. Sure. What do you say? I don't. I think Bastan was can't... in the game before Bosk. I'm pretty was positive it? he was the first frenzy. Interesting. Okay. Um. All right, so his frenzy ability is Bastan gains frenzy for four turns and all other allies gain 20% turn meter. Frenzy, whenever another ally uses special ability, this unit gains 100% turn meter. So he has a lot of turn meter gain, obviously, which is great. Which generally leads me to say, you don't really need speed on him, except you have this really amazing part of all... Other allies gain 20% turn meter. All allies. You know what that means? That means you can set up a turn order squad. That means you can make a really badass squad with a character like pa or sorry, at, like Biston as a high speed character that gives turn meter to everybody else and makes your entire team just go go with the speed of one character so this is almost like imperial troopers um i honestly think mon mothma might be the new imperial troopers um as far as being able to beat beat squads and things like that um you have the 20 percent turn meter game so once you get your biston fast um mine is let's see what is mine i have him modded at 296 speed. So, if you take his speed, uh, 296, or whatever yours is, multiply it by 0.8, because the opponent's only going to have to fill 80% of their turn meter, 80% converts to 0.8, so multiply Biston speed times 0.8, which means anyone at that speed or higher will be at 100% turn meter whenever he uses that ability. So for my Biston, it's only 237 speed. 
If you're at 237 speed or faster, you will be at 100% Termir whenever he uses this ability. And that's really all you need to know. I mean, once he uses this ability, everyone gains a turn meter. You get everybody going. Your entire team can take multiple turns before the enemy even has a chance. So he goes. He sets up everybody else, giving them turn meter, like Pow, for example. He Pow gives offense up. Then you have like Mon Mothma go. Then you would probably have Bistin go again. Then you would have Cara Dune go. And this is all happening at the speed of Bistin originally because he gave all his turn meter to everybody else. So the faster Bistin is, the more things that you can just basically wreck before they even have a chance to move. And that's why I love Cara Dune in this team because you can get that 50% turn meter removal out so early by running Bistan in the squad with that turn meter gain. You can leave her a little bit slower focusing on some of those other stats and she can still go super early. Um, with the, you know, with all the extra turn meter gain, all that sort of stuff, the, in my opinion, the ideal fifth character, as people are mentioning in chat that we're not talking about tonight, is Hoth Rebel Scout because he gets called in so often with this setup. With the Fast Piston, with the Zeta Pal, you have so many opportunities for turn meter gain, for a lot of basics being called in, and you can get Cara Dune to burn through some attacks. I would probably actually set up Cara Dune to be a little bit faster than Pal. Um, specifically, you're probably going to want her to be the second fastest character. Um, sh that still will not get her in front of Pow because he gains all that Termir on basics. But it would get her to go after Pow because um, you want to do that turn meter reduction. Then that way, uh, Cardoon's turn meter can get reset back to zero and you still have multiple other turns at 100% turn meter where there are basics being called in so that Hoth Rebel Scout can give turn meter to Cara Dune to get her back up to use her second turn. Um, so, I love everything to do with this team, and it all revolves around Bistan being fast. I love squads like this. It's so much fun. Um... I would rather make like a Biston or a Stark stupid fast rather than like Hux, which is literally on my arena team. To me, it is more important, especially in Territory War, Grand Arena, those sorts of things, to have some of these other characters that kind of seem like crap characters because they're so low on the totem pole. But it's like, like Stark. If my Stark goes first... It's game over. Um, if you watch our Grand Arena stream, you saw me fight a First Order team. I think they took like one turn. I mean, this is another one of those type of squads where there's so much turn meter gain, so much damage, so much turn meter reduction that once it starts going, it's kind of an endless stream of just badassness. And it revolves around Bistan being passed. So take some of those top tier speed sets. And I think you should delegate them to some of these teams that are built around finishing with 60 banners, 
and gaining a lot of health and protection back, getting a lot of turns based on the speed of one character. Because it's not like, you know, these old Darth Revan squads where you had to have Darth, Darth Revan fast, you had to have Basilisk Sean Fallen fast, you had to have Malak fast. That's kind of gone away. You make this one character fast, and the rest of the team can be slow, and you still get amazing returns on that one ridiculous speed set on the one character. Um, it's just a... It's a really great way to manage your fast mods and make your roster substantially better by only modding one character. Um, so I, I'm obviously a huge Best End fan, um, as you can tell. So this is this seems like built to be a Wink favorite team. Oh, if it can no do that much it. turn meter reduction yeah. and turn meter manipulation. Hell yeah, so. it is. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. No doubt. It is, it's almost a throwback in a way. And we know how much you love your troopers. Or, yeah, Imperial troopers. Oh, so yeah. Rebel fighters. Hell yeah, I do. Built, built right, there, uh, right there for you. So. Um, so there's one last stat that I do want to talk about with Best Den. And it's, it's kind of two things. It's crit damage and crit chance. And the reason for that is all the stat sharing from Mon Mothma. You have all these stats that they're gaining, and that's offense. So, like I've mentioned before, um, offense set is great for characters that get bonus crit damage, characters who don't crit, and also um, who, who was I talking about offense sets? Yeah, offense sets are great for characters who do not crit, who get a lot of crit damage, and who don't have a lot of extra offense being added. So, you know, like R2, they really mitigate the use of the offense set. Characters that share offense really mitigate the use of the offense set. Um, they make them less useful. Crit damage sets, or crit damage in general, however, because of when it's added in-game, it is added so you get this... You get all these offense stats put together. And then if you crit, it then gets multiplied by this factor. So it's taken into account all of those numbers. And that is really important for a character like Biston, who's getting all this offense from all of these other characters. And so crit damage is going to be important. But also crit chance is. Um, most characters, once they get to relic levels, offense percent and crit chance, 1% uh, of either one does basically the same damage increase amount so crit chance and offense percent are basically equal once you hit relic levels however on a character like Bistan, it's a little bit different crit chance is substantially more valuable because he is getting the other stats from everyone else so you're going to want him to crit because he is multiplying all those stats that he gets by that number and of course he needs crit chance to crit um I honestly do not care if you run a crit chance or a crit damage set. I think either one is perfectly fine um, because not critting you are kind of losing a decent amount. You're not getting it multiplied by that one. Even if it's just the 1.5, you're not getting all that extra offense he gets multiplied by that number. So, I, you know, I kind of like the idea of going with a crit chance primary even. Kind of, kind of the same idea as Wicket. Um... Ideally, I would prefer crit damage, but 
accommodating with lots of extra crit chance secondaries. So um, I think ideally with Bisson, I would be going with a crit chance set, a speed set, with a crit damage primary, lots of crit chance and speed secondaries. Those would be my focuses on him. And uh, I think that would lead you to a pretty badass Mon Mothma squad. Step one for me is going to be putting gear on Biston. And that's totally understandable. <laughs> and I think that's what I think that is going to be a, a case for a lot of people. Yeah. But so I kind of I've seen how good he is. So I don't feel bad about ever putting right. anything on him. Plus, that ship is just so good with the turn meter for. Uh, rebel squads it's it's almost a no-brainer at this point with with the uh, piston and then the uh you've got i'm just curious who's who goes with piston in the ship is it's the the tank right scare rebel, rebel pathfinder? pathfinder yep okay who is an, a gear nightmare but yeah, there's that yep so at least piston can bring up the power of that ship if you don't go after Rebel Pathfinder. For sure. Um, well, and the other nice thing about this is that Bisson's Ewing is amazing for Rebel squads. It is, I mean, it is the second best Rebel starting ship. Um, it's better than Biggs, in my opinion. It is an absolutely amazing starter ship. So it's great that you can now level up Biston without it just being a waste as him as only a pilot. He is yeah. He you're is getting double. fantastic in this team. You're getting double out of it. It's not like, and yep. I know people have refuted this in chat, but I still feel like gearing up young Lando is a ship thing and not a a PVE character thing. Now he's decent, but you know, there's a lot of characters where. You gear them up only for the ship. For example, Plo Koon. There's another one where he's got a great ship with a great reinforcement, but the character is hot garbo. So, yeah. Viston is has moved into that territory of being a... Uh, he plays for both sides of this equation. Much like a Bosque, much like, uh, you know, uh, Jedi Knight Anakin, all those types of characters. Bastan has definitely moved into that realm with the Mon Mothma squad. So that will be good. So, gosh, I, I bought all those Mon Mothma shards simply for the fact that this squad looks so fun. It's basically a throwback to the turn meter and turn meter reduction squads. It's just overall, when I saw Mon Mothma's kit, I was really excited for this team because A, it's a really fun looking squad, but then on top of that, it's a squad that does not take from other things. Right? Yeah. It's a squad that took things that no one really cared about and made them really good. That's how good her kid is. So that's that is very true. It's hilarious too, because they're like just the three that we talked about tonight. Their kits are very good, especially under Mon Mothma. Alone in like a Rogue One squad, squad, pow, Bastan. You can take them or leave them. Um, but under Mon Mothma, some of these characters, Hoth Rebel Scout, I mean, all these characters just kind of shine in a spot that they weren't in before. So I love it. Yeah. I love this squad. Dude, 
Gum has a fast piston. 301. Nice, man. Very nice. I know he's love in love with that Mon Mothma squad. I have the 15th fastest piston in uh, Swaga, apparently. Is that? Didn't you just put a different mod on him? Oh, no, Biston. I was thinking you you put some different mods on Pal. I was going to say, maybe it hasn't even updated then. But, yeah. Yeah. Um, I could make him a little bit faster, but I'd be cutting his crit chance down a lot. He's at 84% crit chance because I definitely want him to crit when he attacks. Um, yeah, so I'm digging it. Phoenix Squad also. You know, sometimes you read the chat and you're like, what is this referring to? It's something I just said. I'll have to yeah. think about that. Yeah. Um, Why don't we move into the news or the updates for this week? Ooh, I like it. Strong with us, this update is Young Padawans. Man, so we got some actual news about Galactic Challenges about friggin' time. Um, they've obviously been running on Friday, but hasn't been anything official. It's kind of just been like, well, is it going to be this Friday? I think maybe. Um, they announced it is, oh, it is going to occur on weekends. That's the thing. Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Um, they said they are working on ways to increase the cadence of Galactic Challenges, but no time frame on that shocking um apparently there's complicated stuff involved in the tool they use to create events so they spent half a year creating a tool if not longer to create a tool to make <laughs> events to make them I, faster and they can put out one per week i that wrote is... these notes and i would in my head i'm like try not to be negative during this section i'm trying try your absolute best hard. to not be negative during this section of the i conference. am trying so hard. i have been very negative in lots of sections of lots of podcasts recently but eight months for content i don't get it why are the why is the tool having problems it's a great why? question it's a great question i will say and this did you not foresee I don't know. I don't know what to say. It seems like most people. I, uh, well, I can't even put together a thought. Seven days for one GA, G Galactic Challenge where it does not reset, reset every day. Seven days. Did they not see that being as a bad idea? That that was not going to be what people wanted to see an event sitting there that they finished the first day or the second day for seven days? This, I would this think is... that the smaller cadence would have been what they expected. And in that case, I'm sure they had all those exhibition G, uh, Galactic Challenges lined up and ready to go before that month even started. But now that that month's over, they're start having to create new ones and move into the quote-unquote daily content that they said, which is now actually weekend content. And it doesn't even reset. This might not even be a big as a big issue for me is if it reset every day of the weekend. Because then at least you get three chances to get all the rewards over the weekend. And now it's kind of like running it every day because you're getting the rewards of having it throughout the week. I have a question. Have you done any of your galactic challenges yet? Today? No. I've not Go done this to it real I did quick. last week's. Go to it real quick, please. 
You asked, you were had some said something about crystals being gone. Are there crystals? They might have been missing. Let me look. Uh, why am I even opening it on my because phone? Because if they're in there, I think stacks. they move them. Because they use. I thought they were for beating, beating it with the full faction or whatever. But okay, I don't. So in them. tier seven, there are no crystals. They removed. What was it? A hundred seventy-five and fifty or something? It was like two hundred something crystals. Tier, tier six. There are no crystals. Tier five. There are no crystals. Oh, so Joker's saying the crystals disappeared when they added the new mod gear. Mm. All right. For something that we get once a week, week, that is a so it's. It's, it's confusing because calendar. they've talked about ways to get crystals outside of arena for a long time. And then here was one and now it's gone. Galactic freaking failure. That's what this event or this. Yeah. Event. Not game mode. Event. That's what this event is. It's I, frustrating. It's. It's. Wouldn't be frustrating. I mean, I guess I'm just I just it is frustrating. Infuriating? And I'm trying not to even care. Like it's dumb. that's where I'm at with it. I'm so but annoyed. It's hard to not even care when my I don't know what's coming next, right? We're not we haven't had a road ahead in a while. We don't really know what was beyond new characters, new galactic legends. Okay. Oh, those oh, are they'll cool, bring out stuff for us to farm. Make no mistake. They will there's not always drop stuff the ball to farm, that. but th that's the that's the problem. It doesn't matter what you have. If you don't have a place to play it that's not PvP, it it and something that's I don't know. I I I'm rehashing lots of old stuff here it's... by making this conversation. I'm just saying we don't know what new content, whether it's new content or new versions of old content. We don't even have a road ahead for that. So it's kind of it's kind of easy to focus on this problem right now. And this is a big problem, especially with new mod slicing materials only going to this and it not being in the cadence we thought it would be for something that's brand new that go into it. That'll take, what, three of these to get one mod fully maxed? The numbers just yep. keep getting worse as we figure it out. This deal just keeps getting worse. Yep. A hundred percent. I'm sure. I mean, it's like... Yeah, seven days felt like it was too long. Like, we should have a new one of these every three days. So instead of having a seven-day event, they cut to a three-day event that we get every seven days. Wow. <laughs> that helped. That helped. Uh, I'm Backslash still, S. I'm so, My God. This, this was brought on by a question in the forums that CG Doja Fett answered and then wanted to be more transparent with his answer to it on, there still just, hasn't let, been a uh there still has not been a full this is what we're planning on doing with galactic challenges uh post which i find so doja fett is the new community guy and i gotta say i like this guy i find it hilarious and kind of sad that that was the first post that they gave him Hey, go ahead and tell everybody that uh, that daily thing we're doing isn't daily. It's it's weekends. Yeah. You're like, throw him into the fire from the start. He's, 
uh, his his posts are actually pretty funny. Like, you know, sharing the laptop and every, like, mm-hmm. Doja Fat, I'm digging you so far, buddy. Um, hopefully we can get in contact at some point. But I, I I was actually I was cracking up. the The posts are fantastic. Um, it's nice having somebody actually post kind of tell us things. Cause I posted a question on Reddit that got some decent number of upvotes kind of about this issue because they haven't said anything. Apparently he had said something on the forums that I didn't catch. And I mean, it would be nice to get a little bit more information about what the hell's going on. I mean, when Galactic Jones was Why have an exhibition season? Why have an exhibition season if you're not going to explain what the results of exhibition season were and what your expectations of the mode are moving forward? That's confusing to me. There should have been some kind of communication about that. Yeah. Are we getting a store? Are we not getting a store? Is that something that you thought about doing? You're not going to do now, or it's coming in the future, and we should be excited about that. Like, nah. what is going on with the mode beyond? Hey, it's kind of hard with the tools we have to do this more often than every weekend. If I had okay, a stack fine. of papers, I'd throw it in the air right now. Cause I don't, <laughs> I don't freaking know, man. He did get have a post today that was kind of uh, helpful as far as communications go. Um, the dev tracker is back. It hadn't been opened, updated in like 9, 10, maybe even a year. 9, 10 months, maybe in a year. The dev tracker is now being updated. I thought it was dead. I really did. I did too. They brought it back. That was one of their forms of communication, letting you know what bugs they're working on when they were fixed, what they're investigating, whether it's in progress, it's on the backlog, all those things. It is updated. If you click on these, they may seem old, but they have, uh, you know, this one's 14 hours ago is updated. Or it has time frames on uh, when it was updated for everyone. So right. it's good at least to see the, the dev tracker back. Yeah. So we will be, we will... Dev Tracker used to update me of bugs I didn't even know existed until they were fixed back in the day. So it's nice to know what bugs actually exist and they're working on just by looking at that uh, that Dev Tracker. Yeah. So. We'll see. Yep. All right. Well, let's uh let's move on to the data mine stuff. Um it's kind of our last topic for the night. Um three new new marquee packs are coming that is what data mine info says so this is kind of kind of surprising i did not see this coming um i mean who would have thought that they would be putting out a way to make money i just <laughs> mind blown um not uh, not saying anything i'm not going to be negative interesting that right after two New Galactic Legends drop. We are data mining three already new marquees. So, uh, I personally think this is entirely related to October 30th. What I could see that. Think? I could see that. Now, what three so, would be they be, though? Uh, the only three that we currently have are the Mandalorian, Grief Karga, and Cara Dune. Those are the only characters we have from the Mandalorian. 
you still have Quill, which would actually make a lot of sense. Uh, you could have IG-11, which would make a hell of a lot of sense. Um, Let's talk about Quill for a second. Okay. What tags would he have? <laughs> Light, Light side? side? Like Visa Smar. Yeah, it'd be a lot like Visa Smar because the only tag that he could have had even in the past was Empire. But he's not Empire because yeah. he's not in the Empire anymore. And he's not he's not Rebel. He's he would just be Light Side. I, I just mean, be a Light Side dude that probably had some kind of synergy with Mandalorian. But if if these three are for that it is entirely based on a legendary event or something coming soon. Um, it's really the only thing that would make sense. When was the last legendary? Who was the last legendary? It's been a while. Padme? Padme? I think so. Padme, that seems like it would have been the last legendary character. Yeah, I cannot think of another one. We're due for one. Um, I like so- legendaries. So we have those two, Quill and IG-11. Then I also think it would make a hell of a lot of sense to have... Why am I drawing a blank on his name? Moff uh, Gideon? Moff Gideon, yes. That'd be interesting. There, There's a new Empire character. Um. Although, I feel like we're actually going to learn a lot about him this season. So it would make more sense to maybe release him a little bit later. Um... But it could also be like kind of like what they did with like BB-8. Um, you know, I mean, when Jerry they 2.0, BB-8, dude. He was a character that had a kind of general kit. It was based on what we already knew. There wasn't a whole lot of new stuff, but it was still pretty good. And it could still be one of those type things. Um, yeah, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, man. Like I said, I, I wouldn't mind even some of the more general not general more or less the less unique characters non-named characters like the flame trooper from the that dude was cool that would jerry 2.0 that's what i'm saying give me a jerry 2.0 a new trooper that'd the be incinerator. interesting that's what it was incinerator trooper. incinerator trooper yeah there you go Beast. that dude would be cool Ooh, ooh. what about the mandalorian armor see that that's... would be awesome Mandalorian armor. You mean like the uh, the Beskar version of Mandalorian? No, no, the armorer. Oh, the armorer. Okay. Extra ER at the end. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Um, that would make sense. Armorer would be yeah. freaking sweet. Uh, I don't know, man. There's just a hey, lot. Spider Spider Face brings up. I mean, something that I, I don't know why I didn't See, consider okay. it, but. This is why I, I'm with you on the Beskar armor version of Mando. Because I think that's yeah. where you were going, right? Yes. Uh, I don't think they'll ever make a child character that's himself. I think a child character would only have to be attached to a Mando and not attackable mm, and not dying. Good. Well, um, it could be a summon. Right. I think there's no way you can yeah. attack it. I think there's no way it can be hurt. And I think it despawns when a Mando dies. So if there is a legendary... I would assume it's the Beskar version of Mando with a summonable with the... baby Yoda that cannot be hurt. Okay. Because like people have said in our Discord, Disney's not going to let you attack baby Yoda. It's not going to happen. That's so, probably true. So if you're going to have baby Yoda in this game, he is not going to be attackable. So either he's going to be on 
on Mando's back. He's either going to be in a bassinet next to him and, uh, you know, despawn, but he's never going to be attackable. So Beskar Mando seems to be the best bet, in my opinion, for a legendary, if this is building. If these characters are A, Mandalorian characters, and B, building towards a legendary. Yeah. Scout Trooper. Dude, that is an awesome thought, Kibbles. That would be awesome. Scout Trooper has been in in the game forever. People want Scout Trooper. Scout Trooper was in Mandalorian. There's another one of those non-unique characters from that show that would be totally I'd be totally fine with. But I like it. So, yeah, there's Drew pointed something out during the GAC stream that I wrote down just as another idea for the predictions on these marquees. He's he was talking about a first order tank ship since we're getting we've for a long time we were getting tanks for the different uh fleet comps and there's no mm-hmm. uh first order tank ship. So that was an idea. That's true. I'm not sure I see it, but I would not mind. Yeah. That would be nice. Um yeah. So um what what else was data mined? There are a couple um, of things I wrote down just because there's a galact they there was a data mine for a galactic Zeta bundle. So you might be seeing Zetas sold for the first time. Interesting. Outside China. Outside China, yeah. And then also there's there was a data mine for a mod salvage mini bundle. So I'm kind of curious. Is that the oh, new, if mod that's salvage? new mod salvage? I'll buy that shit. Yeah, I'll yeah. be all over that. Is that the new mod salvage or old mod salvage? Mm-hmm. Because we talked about, we thought, hey, you know, they're probably going to sell this. And now there's a data mine for mod salvage mini bundle. So it might be coming. Which would be oh, you know very... Uh, monetize that shit. It would be very timely considering they just told us collect challenges are only on the weekends, guys. So you're only going to yeah. be earning it on the weekends. That's true. So we'll see where that goes. That is true. Nice, my man. Well, anything else you want to touch on before we uh, cut this episode? I think that uh, we've hit the end of content for this week. So. All right, cool. Um, We'll have some announcements next week, and we will give a shout out to all of our Patreons. Um, our our uh, our T Dub General Cam uh, joined up at patreon.com slash shattered order. Thank you, buddy. We really appreciate it. Appreciate and you. Thank you for all of your hard work. Yes, no doubt. Keeping us in line. Hell yeah. Um. Hopefully everyone's TB is going well. We are doing we're doing pretty well on the CMs, but we fell 15 million short of a star. Um, star we hadn't got before, but still we we had a chance at it and ended up falling a little bit short, which was kind of sad and disappointing. I think we'll get next time. Um, but a lot of people have improved their CM numbers, so I'm pretty happy about that. No doubt. Hell yeah. Okay, um, guess what? what i want to say thank you to blue microphones for sponsoring this podcast man those guys are awesome aren't they they are great if you're looking to buy some blue products 
If you don't actually end up winning the giveaway, exclamation giveaway in the chat if you haven't joined. Ooh. If you, ha- if you don't win it, there is still a way for you to uh, support the show and to get blue microphones. And we have a link to uh, their website from us to you that you can use to uh, buy your your products and uh, that would help us out and uh, yeah you'll end up with some awesome blue products so if you're looking for that link check it out it'll be in the show notes and it's also on our discord um, discord.me slash shattered if you want to go there we hang out there all week long and uh, talk about the game so check that out Uh, twitter is twitter dot com slash shattered order or just at shattered order if you're on your phone you're good to go look us up uh twitch.tv slash shattered order if you are listening to the podcast and have never caught the live show we usually do the live show at 8 p.m pacific on friday nights uh that will change when daylight savings time it'll move to 8 p.m mountain time uh in a few weeks here so for everyone out there that's like Oh, I, hell, I forgot about that. It's going to be an hour earlier. You're like, when did the podcast start? Yeah. yeah, well, I don't live in a place that does daylight savings time. So for me, it's always eight. For everybody else, it changes. So sorry about that. But uh, yeah, that'll be soon. So uh, keep that in the back of your mind. If you are a live stream watcher, it's the live stream chain time is probably going to change for most of you unless you live in Arizona like me. Yeah cool all right i think that covers everything dude you got any final last words my man i do not that is pretty much the gist of it all right well i want to say thank you to everyone for listening without you there would be no point in doing this you guys are awesome we appreciate you listening and helping us out uh guiding the show into what it is and uh with our topics and everything else so Thank you for listening. You guys are awesome. We appreciate you. And we will be back next week for episode 219. Hell yeah. Catch you guys next week. All right. Later. Later.